Man, things have gotten expensive. I don't know, is it just me or does it seem like everything costs double, triple, crazy amounts of money? Obviously, it can't be just me because we are dealing with inflation. And inflation and golf, well, you know, they don't really mix that well because golf is an expensive sport. Well, at least that's what most people think. What's going on, everybody? This is Jake Harris, and welcome to episode number 12 of the Rough Golf Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, we're going to uh, talk about some ways to save money when you're out there playing golf. As an average golfer, uh, you know, golf can be expensive. It's something that you have to budget for. And, uh, you know, maybe, just maybe, your budget is limited, much like myself. And you can't afford to spend big money on your golf outings or your golf equipment, but you shouldn't have to. Growing up playing golf with my grandfather, um, he taught me many ways to which you could play golf, have a good time, and uh, do so affordably. That's one of the main things that I preach on my YouTube channel, Rough Golf. It's all about affordable golfing, getting people into the game of golf, and breaking down the myth that golf is so expensive it's uh, you know unattainable by the um, average person because that's certainly not true and in today's podcast I'm going to share with you some helpful tips or uh, maybe some things that you didn't consider um, when you are looking for golf gear or you're wanting to save some money when you're actually out there on the course and playing Guys, if you've been enjoying any of my previous podcasts, I would really, really appreciate you guys leaving a rating or review. Definitely helps out the podcast. Also, I will pick a rating or review and give a shout out and mention uh, on one of my future podcasts. And you've got the opportunity to enter into the Rough Golf Hall of Fame. I know the guy. I can pull some strings. Uh, I happen to be the commissioner of the Rough Golf Hall of Fame. So uh, your chances are pretty good of getting in. Um, golf, it's expensive. Okay. There's, there's, let's get down to brass tacks as any qualified boardroom member would say, wearing his penny loafers. Let's get down to brass tacks, brass tacks of golf. It's expensive period, but there are ways that you can navigate the field of expense when it comes to golf. All right. Let me, let me, let me get after it. Okay. Number one, Probably the most expensive investment you're going to make in golf are your sticks, your golf clubs, okay? Your irons form the base of your set, and then you branch out from there, wedges, fairway woods, driver, putter, specialty clubs, that kind of stuff. Now, if you look at any, you know, golf media out there, there's going to be tons of ads popping up for specials and deals on the, the best driver that's got the farthest distance. You know, you can hit it a country mile. You'll be acing holes, no problem. And you're like, oh, dude, this is this is awesome. You know, I want to hit a drive to outer space. I'd like to be putting on Mars. What, what would be wrong with that? Sure. And then you click on the link and you get to the page and the driver is only $599.99 for a limited time offer. And you're like, wait, what? How much money is that? That's an entire week's worth of wages? No, thank you. I can't play golf. I'm done. Geez, golf, if this is how much one stick is, how much are the rest of them? I don't want to pay that. 
this is a perfect example of a huge misconception of golf. Okay? Clubs do not need to be that expensive. That's a topic for another podcast. I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into the expensive clubs and where it's gone in 2022, over the past really five years where it's gone, because it's ridiculous. But We'll talk about that on another day. But you don't have to buy the most expensive club, even though the ad's telling you this is what you need to be a big hitter, or this is what you need to be accurate. Okay? I advise buying secondhand golf equipment. Now, why is that? All right, let me explain. When you buy a brand new set of irons, okay, let's say you spend seven or $800, those irons don't wear out in a year or two, okay? They, they last a very, very long time. Even if you buy a set of forged irons, which I've talked about the difference between the cavity back and the forged irons in a previous podcast. If you don't know, you should go check that one out. But the forged irons are softer So they're going to be more susceptible to damage or wear. They're still going to last you 10 plus years. So you can go back 10 years from now, and so that's 2012, and find a very nice set of irons for like 200 bucks, maybe even cheaper than that, if you want name brand irons. I bought a set of Mizuno MP68 irons a few years ago. I think at the time they were around eight years old. I bought them off eBay, paid $164 for them tax, shipping, and all. And they still have a lot of life on them. I'm still using them today. They're, they're perfectly fine. And they're top quality clubs. Okay? You can't get better than uh, a name brand top quality forged iron when it comes to um, the craftsmanship of the actual club itself. So I got that set of clubs at an affordable price. Now, if I look at the cost of a set of Mizuno irons today, I'm going to be paying, if I'm lucky, on a deal maybe 900 bucks for a, for a true set of three through pitching wedge or four through pitching wedge. More often than not, I'm going to crest that $1,000 mark. And that's just crazy, guys. $1,000 is more than I paid for my first two vehicles combined. I would never want to pay $1,000 for a set of golf clubs. Just no, that's not even a full set. That's a set of irons, okay? We haven't even got into the woods and the, and the driver and the putter yet or the wedges. So... I see the concern in people's eyes when they start doing some research and the first thing that pops up is a $1,000 set of metal sticks. I mean, that's crazy. People can't afford that. So go and look at the second-hand clubs, all right? They have a lot of life left in them. My grandfather played with the same set of clubs for over 20 years, okay? Yes, he was a senior when he was doing it. And all he did was replace his grips a few every few years. But the clubs held out. They were a set of uh, cast cavity back uh, Cobra irons. To this day, I think, I think he got a new set for his like 75th birthday. And it was, uh, it was a set that um, the family members had bought him. So he didn't even pay for the new set. It was a gift. But he was still happy with his old set. They're still in good condition. I actually think that he donated them because they were still in good condition. So that goes to show you that irons can last you a very, very long time. And what that means is name brand high quality iron sets that were $800 10 years ago are now in an affordable range for the average weekly golfer. So save some money and 
look at those secondhand clubs. The same for, for your drivers, your three woods, your fairway woods, whatever, your wedges, and your putter. Now, wedges, you have to be careful about because the more that the grooves wear on most wedges, some wedges have technology that, that actually benefits them, but the more that they wear, the less spin you're going to get which means that once you get to a certain point in your game, that's really going to start to affect you. If you're just starting out and you've been playing, say, for six months or something like that, or maybe you just want to get into the game, you do not need to invest in wedges. Don't do it. I would not do it for at least the first year, maybe two, of playing golf. A pitching wedge will solve all of your needs. Maybe if you want to debate about it, we can talk about a possible sand wedge in there. But still, I've played golf with a pitching wedge for at least a decade and had no trouble. All through the school team, zero wedges, and I still was able to post good scores. I had just learned on a pitching wedge and learned how to use that, and as, an, as a beginner golfer, you don't need to invest money in wedges. So, uh, But your driver, again, that $500 driver, $600 driver now, 10 years ago, was probably four or 500 bucks. It was probably $400, and now it's around 100 bucks or $150. And that may be a worthy investment. These are good name brand, top of the line, Uber technology craziness that they were posting 10 years ago or eight years ago is now available at an affordable price. Why would you pass that up? Why would you pass that up to go and pay $600 for a new club when you don't need to? So look and find the deals for the secondhand clubs. You, you can use them. There's tons of life on them. And if you're new to golf and you're worried about people judging you based on the clubs that you have in your bag, number one, if they are, you're playing at the wrong place because those guys suck and they need to go somewhere because we don't want them in golf. But if you go out on the golf course, I tell you, nobody's going to judge you on the clubs that you're using. Okay. And if they are, they're just horrible people. So walk away. But nobody's going to care if you're playing 10 year old clubs or clubs that just came out the other day. All right. So don't let that prevent you from investing in a good set, name brand set of used clubs that are going to perform wonderfully for you and in many cases beat out guys with brand new sets. I've done that before, okay? So it, it isn't the equipment that makes the golfer. It's the golfer that makes best use of his equipment. Now let's talk about a few places that you can actually find those secondhand clubs. So obviously, if you guys have been getting into it, I'm sure you've been doing your research. There's Second Swing. And no, I'm not sponsored by any of these guys. These are just sites that I've gone on to and purchased clubs from um, or done some browsing, so on and so forth. Second Swing, uh, they're an American-based uh, organization, and they have um, all types of used, pre-owned, and new clubs. Uh, as well. But the thing I like about Second Swing for people just getting into the game of golf is that they rate their clubs. Okay, so they have a good, better, best or a fair, good, excellent, however you want to break it down. But they rate their clubs and they're priced accordingly. And you can go on and read those ratings and that will help you if you're making this investment to say like, oh, okay, well, you know, here's a set of Callaway golf clubs and they're in fair condition for $200 or I can get a set of Mizuno clubs and they're in good condition for $225. I'm gonna go with the Mizuno because those are the better bet. But what I like about it is the categories break it down so that you are not guessing as to, hey, is this a good deal? 
it, how much life is left on this club, so on and so forth. So that will really help you out. Now, um, eBay is a favorite of mine, but it requires a little more research. You're not going to find better prices on golf equipment than you will off of eBay. And I have purchased plenty of clubs off of eBay and never found one to be like counterfeit or anything like that because most of the time you can just tell, you know, that, okay, these are, these are legitimate clubs. But as a beginner golfer, where you're going to struggle is knowing as if the clubs are still usable. And some things to look for are obviously, you know, the grips. Are they worn? Is the shaft all rusted if it's a metal shaft? What's the club face look like? Is it really, really rusty and kind of smooth where the grooves are? I mean, you're going to see that and you're not really going to know, okay, what's too much wear on a set of clubs and what's uh, respectable for the age of the club and therefore a good investment for me. So Second Swing kind of helps you with that a little bit. Um, I'm not advertising that you go and buy from them and that's the end all be all. I'm sure there's other sites out there that uh, can provide you with similar information. But I've had my best luck off of eBay uh, after I've done some studying on Second Swing to see what the clubs look like. There's a little hit there. So that's where you can get your secondhand clubs from. That's your major investment in golf, your iron set, your woods, your putter, all that kind of stuff. That's going to be your major investment because once you've gotten that set of clubs, you don't have to pay any more money on them. You know, they're there. You just have to maintain them, keep them clean, keep them in good condition, and regrip them every few seasons, depending on how much you play. So buy some secondhand clubs. Go name brand, though. Don't go for the cheap ones. Go name brand. You can do that when they're secondhand. You're going to thank me for it. Your wallet will thank you for it. And you probably won't get kicked out of your house and be forced to sleep in your pickup truck. Uh, because you spent your budget on golf clubs instead of on what uh, you needed for your house. Now, where can you get your golf gear? These are your shoes, your shirts, um, you know, clothing, essentially, uh, or your, like, golf balls and your tees and, you know, your little stuff that you, that accompanies the iron set, okay? And um, places you may not be thinking, Ross, okay, TJ Maxx, you're a golfinista like myself, you can find really, really good deals on golf gear. I bought this Under Armour golf shirt from TJ Maxx, like $19, okay? Well, it was $20, $20. I think it was $19.99. So that's really, really good, especially when because when it came out, it was uh, $75. So don't go to Dick's Sporting Goods and pay uh, $80 for a Under Armour golf shirt. Go to TJ Maxx and look in the section and you're gonna find deals on golf shirts. Now, you might wanna do it closer to spring and summer. I'm pretty sure they don't put short sleeve shirts out in fall or winter. I don't know, I'd have to check on that. But another example, Ross, I was playing golf with a buddy this past Saturday. He solidly whooped me on a very difficult course and he was um, talking about how good a deal he got on some really nice Nike golf shoes $15 from Ross, okay? If you go on and look at Nike golf shoes online right now, you're going to see that they're around 80 bucks plus. You know, maybe you'll get a deal and you'll get them down to 60 but $15 you can't beat. So uh, check these places that you may not even be thinking of that would stock golf equipment or golf gear, and you're going to find it. I've also found uh, tees at TJ Maxx, golf tees at TJ Maxx. They were like... Um, I think they were like a college football team golf tee, but that doesn't matter. They were discounted heavily. They were like $2. And 
and you got a hundred golf tees. So why not look at those places that, you know, wouldn't jump out as like, Hey, this might have golf equipment and you'll find that you can make some really good savings on your, your golf gear and your golf clothing. Now I cover uh, the basics of golf gear and what you need to get started in the game of golf. I did a YouTube video on that about a year ago. If you want to learn more about what you need to get started in the game of golf, then go check out my YouTube channel. You just search Rough Golf. I've got tons of content on there. It will really help you out. I've got a playlist built up just for beginner golfers getting into the sport so they know what they need and they save money and don't spend money on stuff that they don't need that people have told them they do. So uh, check that out. But TJ Maxx, Ross, eBay, excellent places to shop for golf equipment because it's affordable, actually affordable for us average golfers out there who uh, have to budget for their golf game. Now, um, the last tip that I've got for you today talks about green fees. Now, if you're just getting into the game of golf, green fees are what you have to pay to actually go out on the golf course and play. There are different uh, fee structures. Some courses, most courses offer what they call a membership. If you're just starting out in golf, I would not advise you to invest in a membership because they are expensive and you got to play a lot of golf to make them worth it in most cases. An example would be one course that I play charges $120 a month with a cart. If you use a cart, I think it's about $80 a month if you just want to walk to play unlimited golf, but I can play nine holes with a cart for $14. I don't always play every week, so I am actually saving money by not investing in that membership. So be careful with those memberships. And some clubs will even have specific rules about members, like when they can play, when they're allowed to use carts, so on and so forth. So, so do your research on that if you're really, really interested in the membership. But first off, I would advise just going and paying your greens fees each time you go play around. So what's a way that you can save money on that? Because green fees are expensive. You know, on average, you're paying like most local public courses can be anywhere from as cheap as like 15 bucks. And I've seen all the way up to $26 for nine holes with a cart, even $30 in some cases on those nicer public courses. And it can go up exponentially, you know, playing professional courses and so on and so forth. So you got to be prepared. You know, you got you to gotta balance that budget from just buying your gear and your clothing and then actually going out and playing. You got to have some money left over for that. So, um, one little tip, it's a very important tip that I can give you, is you need to bargain hunt on your courses. And what I mean by that is one course that I play pretty frequently, they offer a special discount for a particular day. Wednesday happens to be the discount day, and you can play nine holes of golf for $18. I think you can play 18 holes of golf for like 22 and that's with a cart. So that's a really, really good deal, especially when the next day you're back up to paying like 22 for nine in a cart. So, you know, that little bit of savings that you get, those $4 may not seem like much, but when you're golfing on a budget, like most of us rough golfers are, that can mean the difference between you playing four times a month and three times a month. So something that you need to consider uh, is so that's a big one for you is to go and search for those special days. And all you got to do is call the course 
and they'll be more than happy to tell you which day is the special day because they want to bring more traffic to the course. It's discounted for a reason. There's not a lot of people playing, which is also a good reason to go on that day because the course won't be super crowded, and that can be good for you, your practice, and your game. Now, also along that same line, some courses have what they call the twilight rates, which is normally after 3 p.m. on a weekday all the way until close of business, so dark. But those twilight rates uh, are normally every day, which is a benefit, and they discount the rate for the greens fees. So again, that's another benefit to you as a golfer. Maybe you're getting off work and you want to go play golf in the afternoon and you're going to save some money by playing in those twilight rates. Or if you have off during the middle of the week, don't go first thing in the morning, wait, go in the evening, and you're going to get a better rate and save some money. So that's another tip that you can use when you're going and hunting the best green fees. Now, I've had some people tell me there are some websites out there that will offer like special discounted golf rounds. And, you know, I haven't done a lot of research into that, but I have heard some horror stories about some people purchasing these discounted rates through these websites, and it turns out like it's only for every fifth Tuesday in March or something like something weird like that, or you can't ride a cart, or this is acceptable for one person, but you still got to pay a cart fee. And so there's a lot of a lot of hidden charges and stuff in those online discount golf opportunities. So just be careful, do your research, make sure you know what you're getting when you purchase those. You've got a better bet just calling the course directly and seeing what days they offer specials on and then going and playing on those days. Guys, if you've been enjoying this podcast or any of my previous podcasts, please leave a rating and review. It really helps out the show. I will pick one of those reviews and give a shout out and a thank you. Also, you have the opportunity and the chance that you might be entered into the Rough Golf Hall of Fame. It is an illustrious group that is in that Hall of Fame. Leave a rating and review and earn your position in that Hall of Fame. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, keep on swimming.